Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Here and There podcast. I am your host, V. Chroma. Uh, it's an honor and pleasure to have another episode coming out for you all again. And just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's been peeping the previous episodes. I really appreciate the love and the support. I know I took a little bit off um, than usual, so I just wanted to apologize for that. But I'm excited to record this episode and drop it for you all. I'm also excited because I got one of my mans on the show with me today, uh, my boy, Kurt Icy. Um, yeah. Gonna, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. yeah, he's going to be on the episode with me today. Just talking about, um, he's also a creative, so we're just going to talk about what he does. Uh-huh. And also everything that's going on, um, not just in America, but all over right now. Just getting his input on it and my little two cents on everything that's going on. But um, without further ado, I just want to say welcome Karaisi, welcome back. Chanel. <laughs> Chanel. Look, like I said before, man, thank you to everybody. Thank you for having me on. To everybody, this is the first time V has ever brought me on to talk positively about what I do. If you know V, you like to crack jokes. You know, usually they make fun of me, but we hear the name, bitch. Oh, what's this? And I'm bring you. I mean, bring you on. But nah, man, I'm ha- I'm glad to have you on uh, today, bro. Just to uh, dig a little bit more into what you do. For you guys who don't know, um, Kirk think he's funny. He think he's a comedian. Um, so he makes videos. Um, try to be funny in those videos. Most of the time, he's he's not. Now nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The man's talented. Mad talented. Um, he's actually good at what he does. So Kurt, just tell the people a little bit about you, man. Uh, you know, you guys, I'm just, I consider myself a storyteller, right? Um, just storytelling is the medium. I mean, let me not say the medium. Storytelling is the, the, what I use. The medium is just through different things. So whether it be video or audio or in person, however, just the story, you know, because stories are a very integral part of human beings, especially Africans, right? Us in West Africa, we have Mm. like storytelling, you know, so. I mean, for me, it's just storytelling, you know. I'm a young Muslim Liberian storyteller, right? Who likes to crack jokes here and there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> how long, and how long you been doing that? So for, for myself, personally, I would say since like 20... Hmm. It depends, right? Because like you have the videos where you, you really like craft it together. You put edits, you put things behind it, and you really try to make it like a a real packaged product, right? So right. in essence, you got like since 2012, I was with a group called Creative Concepts for a little bit. I was just like an extra with some of my guys and they would have these con- conceptual videos and I would just do like extras or help input ideas. But as far for myself, I would say 2014, when I got on a Snapchat, I really, I really started from there. True, true. At one point, I, I mean, at what point did you realize, uh, that that is something you wanted to get into. I know a lot of, I know the social media uh, video thing is is big right now. So yeah. was like, when did you realize like, yo, this is what I want to go into and this is what I want to do? It's funny because you know what made me want to get into it is Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> you did not joke. I'm serious. Listen. When I see oh Kim Kardashian was right. making millions of dollars just being herself, posting pictures, doing stuff, mm. I was like, well, you know, I would like to get paid to be me too, 
right? I got right. caught with that that bug, like you know, the 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 celebrity bug. It's like, let me just be me and make money. Is there not like a better career path, right? Mm-hmm. So I seen that, and then also like you know, a lot of shows influenced me, right? So like my mother came here in '93, had me in '94. So we grew up watching a lot of like, cause you know that was the era where a lot of black sitcoms were out. Martin, yeah. Fresh Prince, Living Single, Family uh, Matters, Family Matters. You know, just so many to name, right? They were right. all out. So it's like, oh, Def Jam comedy was there. So it's like a lot of that era influenced me, and like just seeing the stuff, watching the playbacks, and you say, oh yeah, this is nice. But then you think, what would happen if I had like an African twist to it? Cause you know, for those who don't know, like. It's some people may disagree, but I personally feel like Liberians are some of the funniest people you'll meet on earth, right? Yeah, and bro. Like, <laughs> when you get that, and it, 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 I got that, a light went off. I said, let me bring the two together to see what we can do for real. Man, man, we gotta be, we gotta be good for something, my man, because we usually fuck up by, so we gotta be, we gotta be good. <laughs> Look, editor, please cut that out of video. Cut that out, cut that out, cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> Nah, man, we usually feast by so we gotta be good for something, man. And then, like, how 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 often do you try to drop content, um, like for the people? So before, when I was like regular, because you know we, we're probably gonna get into my like hiatus thing, right? But mm-hmm. I used to try to do at least once or twice a week. Like when I was really doing, it, the goal was like to do three times a week, but twice a week was usually the goal. Because you didn't want to, like... With me, I wasn't doing something where it was very, like, cliche, per se. And that's not, like, trying to diss anybody. But when I say cliche, I mean in the sense of, like, African parents be like... Or when you eat this, it'd be like... You know, like, general situations people would be going through. I try to make it like it was actually my show, you know? Like, original mm-hmm. content, original storyline. Like, just like, what? This kind of stuff, like... So you didn't want to burn yourself out. So once to twice a week, you know, for original, like, content. Besides, like, not including if something just trend off the internet, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you say you used you used to do that, but like, so you stopped doing it recently, and like, why? So I stopped doing it recently for a couple of reasons, right? And that gets into like a bigger story with like what I was doing with my life, right? So like through doing that, I also was like a event promoter, MC. DJ, like I did a lot with entertainment. Like we even right. like was alluding to in the beginning, right? I know, right? Yeah. So like with doing all of that, it was just like, yo, this is dope, it's cool. But I started thinking, like, hmm, I wonder like which one am I gonna focus on and go all the way with? Right? And as uh-huh. you think in that, and then you know, also caught up in some other situations. You know, you then you like ah, you thinking it's like like I said it before. You know what I mean? I'm Muslim, right? So yeah. like I try to like you know adhere. You know you're a Christian yourself, so you know what it's like, man. Trying to adhere, follow the rules, mm. but then sometimes you get caught up in situations. You know what I mean? Yeah, and sure. <laughs> the thing that really woke me up when my pops passed away, 2019 in March, and I was like, man. So I, that that kind of like made me like really slow down. Even before that, I was slowing down, but that really made me slow down. Mm. And then, like, I read this book called 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Right Now by Jerron Lanier. And he's one of the founding fathers of virtual reality. Okay. And what he explained in that book were the arguments as to why we should delete our social medias in the hopes of getting these companies to stop the practices that they're doing of the 
you know, some various things like uh, 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 the manipulation of like free will to a degree, the advertisements, like taking your info, making money off of it, just those various things and how we should stop that and try and like push for like a new model of this like social media to be built to where if we do share something, we get paid for it or they, nobody makes money. It's just like free. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that was just like, okay, all those things culminated and I was just like, okay, you know, let me, let me, let me step in a uh, step out of the driver's seat. Let me sit back, you know? And another thing was, like I said, I was making original content, mm-hmm. but I was doing all the acting, the editing, directing, everything. filming, everything, you know? And for those who don't know, Anybody you see who make a video, you think, oh, this is easy. I can do it. Sometimes to make a one-minute video may take you like four hours. <laughs> you feel me? Like That's crazy, bro. Bro, if you're really trying to do something, sometimes, like in the beginning stages, it's not easy. It's not easy just to make these videos. So when you see these creatives, don't think, oh, yeah, I can do that. Like, that's why it's only a handful of people you see doing what they do. And you see everybody else who come one, two, mm-hmm. and then they go with the wind, you know? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's crazy. Uh, can you just drop that book uh, name for the people one more time? It's called Ten Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Right Now by Jerron Lanier. And I'll probably like send you a, a, a picture so you can like link that joint to the people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Please do. Yeah, that sounds like a, a good read for sure. For sure. Uh, speaking of book and and things like, what are some people um, or something that influence? Um, like what you do overall, not just in terms of the video, but like just being like a creative person. So things and people that influence me. I think one thing that really influences me is my older cousin, right? I call him my older brother. Shout out to my boy, uh, uh, uh boy, my yo, <laughs> Joseph, Joseph. I call him Michael Jordan. I call myself Kobe because you know I modeled myself after him and how you know people just like them for him. And you know my parents got divorced in two thousand eight, and then we came to Indy. You know what I mean? And long story short, I just had an issue with connecting because I'm not, I wasn't living here. You know, I didn't have friends yet. So it was like, okay, seeing how he was really influenced and inspired me to just be who I was. And he's also a very creative person. He does a lot of things. Like he's a web developer. He was a musician. He acted. He did dance. Like all those things. Yeah. he's, He's, he's a deep dude, man. He's a deep dude. Um, after him, I would say another person that really got me was my mother. My mother, like, not even, my mother's probably number one. Let me say that first of all, right? <laughs> I'm the 50 age, you get fixed. So, uh, I mean, you didn't put me as number one, number one, please. You want to pick somebody else over Oh, my. All right, keep going. I ain't even saying nothing. Oh, my. No, 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 no. Mommy, I love you. So, listen. <laughs> so, she, because my mom does everything. My mom, like, you know how old moms, man, like, yeah. mom cooks, mom sews, mom knows how to make soap. Mom is very resourceful. I mean, my mother escaped two civil wars, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, my knows some skills and tips and tricks of how to survive. Right. So, seeing all that, and then she gave me my sense of fashion also because my mom is was never, my mom would never let me walk out the house. You think, oh, I wear this shirt. It's not ironed. I won't put lotion on my face. I won't pour on cologne. Like, nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So that influenced me in a, a, fa- a fashion sense um, and just other various life fundamentals. Another person who influenced me, it's funny I'm saying this. I don't even want to say this, but I would say it, man. It's Mr. Mr. West, Kanye West, man. Nah, that's, that's that that's that's actually normal. A lot of creative people are influenced by him, so I'm not even 
a bit surprised. But yeah, go yeah. ahead. Nah, like Kanye, like for example, you know, we both, we both twenty. Tw- I mean, you oh, you twenty six now. Nah. You run out to man, that man. I'm gonna answer, man. I see my age over the airway. What's the <laughs> No, but I remember you you remember this, right? And yeah, probably everybody listening, we could probably remember the early two thousands, late nineties, or even the nineties, early two thousands to mid two thousands, the dressing was extremely baggy. Yeah. Right? Extremely baggy. You think if you weren't fitted clothes, you you thought yeah. like <laughs> your shirt gotta be like three XL. You gotta have on some clean forces that gotta be two tone color. You gotta have the uh, jeans with the hem at the bottom rolled up with the uh, the fitted cap, right? Facts. I used to wear that, right? I used to like that, but you know me, V. I'm a skinny guy, like I'm a slim dude. Right, mm-hmm. but think about me at age eleven, ten. I was even slimmer. Like <laughs> I used to just be walking in an ocean of clothes, just walking around, like wearing G unit. Like who is this kid, man? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But when Kanye West came out, he really brought out the other side of like that. We we the like aside for black intellectuals that or just black alternative people that like we kind of like didn't have for a while because we were adhering to this because that was just the practice. But right. once he really opened that door, and I was like, oh, okay, like, we can believe, be black art school students or black design students. Uh, we can wear, like, fitted clothes that fit us. We don't have to wear the biggest stuff. We don't have to wear shoes that are just Jordans and Nike. We can wear Adidas or European-style things, you know? Like, he really helped push that, and, you know, Various other things, like how his music was. It was very different than everybody else's music. The soul samples and how he chopped it up, the, the marketing for the albums, the presentations. Mm-hmm. Like, the main album, first three album collection was about, like, college. Like, or it was college-themed. Like, yeah. rappers wasn't doing that, you know what I mean? Fact. So that definitely, like, put that thing in our head that, you know, I ain't got to be a gangster. And, you know, that was that was very beneficial. Nah, facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nah, nah, you go ahead, go ahead. Now I was just saying, like, yeah, that for him, and now the thing he's doing with his uh, was before, like, he he was trying to establish this creative company called Donda, and I think it's like a company now, and like they just wanted to create, right? It was just creative avenues where you make like different products. And, right. I mean, that's what he's doing now. He's just in the product design, and like, Don't I really, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. He just signed a joint with Gap. Um, I think like a deal with Gap. Um, and automatically everybody went and bought a stock in Gap. Oh yeah, because he because <laughs> they know his influence. Yeah, he. So I, I wasn't even surprised when you said him because a lot of like I said, a lot of creative people um, are influenced um, by what he does um, and what he he continues continues to do even to this day. So I definitely understand that, uh, man. That's dope, man. That's that's it's pretty dope to hear why what you do, why you do it. Um, so Listen, mm-hmm. I want y'all to know when Kanye West drops his first Gap collection, if it's affordable, y'all will see me in using head to toe, head to toe, pants, socks, shoes, the, the shoe, all the joints. Y'all gonna see me in uh, So be prepared to be a boy if he, he is it affordable, bruh. So, are you planning on like getting back to like doing your thing soon, like with the videos and all that? You know, I was going, I was thinking like, okay, let me just take some time off 
so put it like this, right? You know, you're like, okay, I'm going to like do this thing, right? Or you're going to go somewhere. And then when you get there, as you're thinking about going there, or like to a, 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 a place like a club or a bar or somewhere, right? Right. Or like even a store, just anywhere. As soon as you get there, you see people fighting. Then you say, you know what? I'll go back to the car. Um, <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> I wanted to go back to social media, but then Kobe, the Kobe Bryant, or I, I was on social media when Kobe died. That was the last thing. But then coronavirus dropped. Corona shut down everything. George Floyd, unfortunately, happened. Like, so many things just happened, and it's it was it was just wasn't good for me to, like, I didn't want to be in that headspace of just collecting all that negative talk. Because, right. you know what I mean? You see a lot of depressing stuff on social media, especially nowadays, man. Speaking of social media, man, what's your take on... Um with that, what's your take on the coronavirus situation, man? Um, with the reopening now, a lot of places are starting to close. Uh, what's your what's your take and viewpoint on that? So, I want to say this. People may disagree, but since I'm here, I need to say this, right? Is America systemically racist? Yes, I agree. But people who are like, America is failing as a country and the country is going down in the irreversible state, they're also correct. Both viewpoints are correct. But what's the issue? Historically, need like one side didn't treat the other side in a way that would be like a, a, a working relationship. Right? Uh-huh. At least historically, the system hasn't done that. Right. And even if the people on the one side weren't contributing to putting these people down, they didn't contribute in helping these people come up. Right. And because of that, these people don't want to listen to that other side. Because they're both right. Right? Like, America is systemically racist. But guess what? These people are telling you, hey, let's fix this racism issue, you know what I'm saying, for all of us in the country. The other side is like, eh, we don't really see it. Because some people may not partake in it personally, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you live in a neighborhood, your neighbor is white, your mailman is white, your school teacher is white. Is white. Yeah. You're not going to think it's anything wrong in the world. Yeah. Even if it's not white, if everybody got bread, right? You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all those people who live in Bowie, right? <laughs> if everybody got bread, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If everybody got bread, you just like, all right, cool, everything cool, right? And I'm saying the people in Bowie think like that before I get attacked. But <laughs> we think everything's fine, right? Fact. But if 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 you don't go and try and understand these people's perspective and see, all right, what are they talking about to help? Then when you need an issue on the other side that affects everybody, it's just like, we don't care. This is the issue we want to talk about. You ignored us. Forget that. Because I do agree, America is entering a state that is the US dollar, man, is 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 going down, bro. It's scary. It is, it is. Um, and just going based off what you said, I agree. If you live if you live somewhere, everything is everyone you're dealing with is white. Um, you won't see. You're not going to see the issues as as we see it. Um, you're going to think you're going to think that um, nothing is wrong. Um, definitely agree with that. But I also think that it's very important for you to educate yourself um, about what's going on with people that you consider yourself neighbors quote-unquote people that you share a country or share a space with uh, because even if you live in those areas you're still going to have to run into a black person somewhere eventually 
whether it's at a grocery store, um, whether it's at a hospital, if they're a doctor, they're your nurse, um, somewhere you're going to have to run into them. And I think it's very important, even if you don't, you don't, you don't deal with it. It's also important to um, understand it, um, and that's why I feel like they're providing a lot of different resources now. How you can actually educate yourself on everything that's going on. I mean, there are so many resources out there at this point. If you don't know, you just don't want to know, right? Um, mm-hmm. You got all these. Everybody loves Netflix, so Netflix got all these shows and movies on there, which you can watch to educate yourself. If you like reading so many books you can read audio books you can listen to uh so i do I, I agree with you um it's if you live in a certain area certain way that it's easy for you to have that viewpoint and see it that way um but it's also important for you to not not just be stuck um at that viewpoint it's it, you see it's the same thing like i tell like nigerians with like african music right mm-hmm. like <laughs> Shout out to Nigerian people. My sisters have Nigerian. I was raised by a Nigerian man no, for nah. a good portion of my life. I got love for Nigerians, nah, man. Nah. No, I swear, I swear to God, I got love for Nigerians. And all that is a true story. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like how I tell Nigerians, like with the thing with the African music, right? Uh-huh. The African music scope is just is bigger than just Nigerian music, and that's not to say some Nigerians don't listen to other stuff. Right. But when people are like, ah, it's nothing good, it's nothing new, right. it's like. You know, just go out the bubble a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. it's a bunch of other stuff. You know what I mean? But to take it back to the topic we were talking about, these people who are saying that they don't believe in the systemic racism or the people who may say that all, like, put it like this, the people who say all lives matter, right? Mm-hmm. We understand that. Right. What <laughs> Nobody says that. Yeah. Nobody ever denied that because... You think I don't see these white people standing next to me in this protest? You think I don't see the Hispanic people? You think right. I don't see everybody? Right. Right? But no, the point is, historically, since 1619, <laughs> black people in this country just haven't had, you know, yeah. the fair share or a good relation, work, working relationship Facts. with this country. Facts. And if the people who built the country are disgruntled, right? When it's time to fix the country, or you think the country need needs fixing, who's gonna build it? Yeah, not even just that. Who is gonna listen to you right. in the first place? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, like you said, who's gonna build it? Your forefathers did build some parts, right? But who did all the real work? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They know. They but, know who did the work. So it, it's just something where I feel like this country. It, it's unfortunate that. It's going down like this because, like, it looks like America is taking America down before anybody else does. Exactly, that's the issue, man. It's America fighting America. Like, yeah, and you see, like, with that, right? I remember what was what was it? America's taking America down, and like, it's sad because, like, thinking about it, it's like, man, like, this is supposed to be the greatest country in the world, but George Floyd getting killed. This isn't the first time something like that has happened. Nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? And guess what? It probably won't. Well, please forgive me if I'm probably won't being be like the last. It probably won't be the last. It probably won't be the last. I mean, and that's we the know, scary part. We know it wasn't the last because since that happened, a lot, a lot more people have been killed. Um, yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. way, so it's mm-hmm. like we're not wrong for even thinking that way because it, it, they have proven that it wasn't. It's not going to be the last already. 
man. Oh, definitely, man. But as far as with the uh, with the, just that, I don't know. It's you have this the the police violence situation with coronavirus, right? To tie that in, because that's also happening at the same time. It's like coronavirus is hitting. So the people who are complaining about the economy, coronavirus is really killing the economy, mm-hmm. right? And the government's just like, yo. They just open everything, huh? Because if we don't, can America, the way we do our thing, I don't. it's exposing the system of capitalism, it's exposing yeah. our system here in America, how fraudulent it is, the monetary system. And it's like, wait, people are looking like, wait, so Americans can't afford to like do this? Like the richest country? Like it's making us look bad. Man, and, like, without, this country man. already look bad. It, it ain't even making, they already look bad, bro. <laughs> like for you to send out, what, 1,200, 1,500 checks to your citizens for that to last, what, three, four, five months? And yeah. people are angry that people are looting stores. I'm like, yo, these people are jobless, bro. Um, people been jobless for months. Like, if they see an opportunity, what do you think they're going to do? Sit back and wait for the government who is not helping them out? Um, so I'm like, yo, the, y'all, y'all mad at the wrong people or the wrong like situation. Like, y'all need to be mad at the government who is supposed to be taking care of the people and they're not. So, like you said, it's 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 like America fighting America, America ruining America at this point. You know, other countries, unfortunately. They fight other countries, and that's how they get around America. They're like, now we'll do it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think all of this is just means for a switch. Like, pretty soon, transition is going to happen, in my opinion, where we're going to switch from the physical currencies to just all digital. It's all going to be online. And that's kind of what's happening into the system right now, you know? Definitely. But that's that's whole conversation for another day monetary economics you know speaking of um, corona how you feel about the nba coming back Uh, it 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 won't be the same you know it won't be the same i mean i'm happy we like we love sports right we love soccer is back we love it everybody playing football you know but with basketball it's a little it just look like a pickup game, you know. It won't look like a. <laughs> bro, it's gonna look like a scrimmage, bro. Nobody in the gym. Yeah, like, yeah. come on. You know what I mean? And some people may do better, which was funny because, like, I actually heard Joel Smith is one of the best like pickup players you could have. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we'll see, right? Right, right. So, he just got picked up by the Lakers today, I think. Oh, see? So, yeah, they said pickup game, you know what I mean? Some players just, some people do better with the crowd, you know, because the crowd adds the element of, like, okay, can you perform, and how will you perform, you know? Like, what are you about to do? Some people, just, some people just like the empty gym. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to help Kawhi Leonard so much. Because that man, don't, that man, that man don't like nobody. He just be doing his own thing. <laughs> oh, he going to love it. <laughs> it's just quiet. Oh, man. <laughs> So who you got taking it all then? The Lakers. Why? Because LeBron James needs this championship. The Los Angeles Lakers need this championship. It's not even like they can't afford to lose it. They cannot afford to lose it. Kobe died this year. Coronavirus happened this year. LeBron is in his like final years. 
Nah, man, you got to bring this one home. The Lakers haven't won in almost 10 years. 10 years since the last championship. So, so your reasoning is they need it. You're not even giving me like a roster reason, like anything. You're just saying because they need other teams don't need to win championships? Not like the Lakers, man. The Lakers, that's a... Like, look, man, when you talk in sports, let's talk, right? There's certain teams that have Brooklyn's reputation, and if they don't uh, adhere to it, it hurts. But when they adhere to it, when they're winning, it helps the league completely. When Real Madrid and Barca are playing and Ronaldo's there with Messi and you get El Clasico, everybody's eating, right? Well, Manchester United is playing good and Chelsea is playing good and at the top of the league, everybody's eating, right? When the Lakers and the Celtics are playing good, everybody eating. The Dallas Cowboys and the, uh, 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 let's say like the Patriots or somebody. Cowboys haven't eaten anything in a while, so you can leave them out of it. Um... Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad. I don't even like that team, so we can put the Cowboys to the side. But I think roster-wise... Because um, I'm, like, I'm like, the Clippers never won anything in their life, so they need to win something. So if we're talking about need, you can argue for a lot of teams. The Clippers need to win because they have never won something before. Um, so they need to win also. And they, they spend all that money in the offseason to win. So they also have the same need to win. But if listen, brother, listen, man. If the if the Clippers don't win, who who will who will make fun of the Clippers if they don't win? I mean, you're right, you're right. But people are also going to talk about the <laughs> fact that they had probably two of the top ten players in the league on their team, and they have one probably they have a top five coach, not probably a top five coach. So it's going to be Definitely. some type of slander at their way. But of course, not as much as the Lakers and LeBron would get. Um, but I understand you're a Lakers fan, so it's okay. I'm a LeBron James fan, and I'm a Lakers supporter. So let me What's just the difference between fan and supporter? A fan <laughs> is a fan, and supporter is a supporter. <laughs> uh, I support the Lakers. I'm a LeBron James fan. Right. So wherever LeBron goes, you go. I support that team. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I got the, I got the Clippers taking it. Uh, I'm not a Clippers fan. Or anything. Are they doing the format like this? The 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 new format is that what they're going with, or is it going to be like traditional? Yeah, they're going with that new format. I haven't even looked that much into it yet to understand it. Um, but yeah, that's what they're going with. See that format. The clip. If the Clippers win through that format, then the clip, the Clippers deserve to win. Like that, I can't even because then that means they'll have to play. There's a lot of teams they have to play, and I think they have to play the Bucks if the Bucks make it that far, right? But if the um, how you call it, man? If the Lakers and the other best team on the other side make it, that means LeBron has to play the Raptors. <laughs> we know how LeBron though goes. So yeah, that would yeah. be an easy dub for the Lakers for sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, now nah, I picked the Clippers because I think they have the best roster in the league from starters to bench. Um, the starters are, are pretty solid. And then you got Lou Will coming off the bench to do what he does. Um, I, that's why. And they also got Doc Rivers, man. He's he has he's a proven winner. He actually won as a coach before, unlike the Lakers coach. Um, the Lakers coach is because you can say Jason Kidd is also their coach at this point. LeBron um, <laughs> James is the coach for the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, still, I, okay. In that case, I would still pick Doc Rivers. Uh, so that's that's why I picked and they got Kawhi is a Kawhi is a prove I mean he's a proving winner man he's he he he's tough bro um 
Paul George is solid if he's healthy. Um, I just think they got the better team overall. Uh, but if, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers won, of course, because LeBron, um, AD is also doing his thing. Um, and they also got the extra motivation, like you said. So I wouldn't be surprised um, at all. But um, you think you think United getting Central, man? Well, before we go to United, let me answer on a basketball tip. Also, I believe the Lakers will win, right? On a, like a serious tip to add to your points. I think the Lakers, not the Lakers, the Clippers do have the better roster, right? Like you said, like top to bottom, they got the better roster. Right. And arguably, arguably, them and perhaps you could say what the Bucks have the best roster in the NBA, like they're fighting for that position, right? I think the thing that will make the difference is the Clippers around the ending of the season, right? Or ending of the regular, how they were playing the regular right. season. The Clippers had recently signed one of the Morris brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And they had some other signings. Reggie uh, Jackson. So those guys haven't had time to really gel yet. And, like, if they gel, oh, man, those guys would be, like, worse than the bad boy Pistons. There's a bunch of tough guys, right? I'm saying. But if they don't gel, it could go very left. You know what I mean? Because those are all, like, very rough personalities, yeah. you know? And they're not like a lovey-dovey type of bunch. Whereas, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pecking order with the... Uh, I mean, it's a pecking order with the Clippers, but it's also like a... One thing I was saying towards the ending of the season, people were upset about Kawhi and his low management. Because, you know, the Clippers, when they went to play the Warriors the first and last year's playoffs, heading into that, they were a team. They played every game. They were tough. They were rough. Mm-hmm. It wasn't none of that uh, low management stuff, mm-hmm. right? But, you know... Kawhi Leonard, he just came off of the championship. You can't argue. He said, okay, he got the ring, so we'll let him do what he does. But people are still side-eyed it, right? right? But I think for the Lakers, LeBron James is still playing great basketball at 35 years old. Uh, um, still great basketball. AD, if AD, AD's at that point where he needs to, like, really take it to the next level because he's at that age where he's starting to, like, hit his prime now, like his real prime. And I don't think the Clippers have an answer for AD inside the post. Like, Montrezl just, he's good, but I don't, he can't handle AD. And as far as LeBron and Kawhi, LeBron, Kawhi gives LeBron trouble. But they, like, cancel each other out. Nobody's shutting anybody okay. down. As far as who Paul George would take on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, who's taking, okay, I'm, I don't say Kuz. Kuz can't take on Paul George, no. He can't. And Paul George would lock up Cruz, exactly, right? Exactly, because he's a, he's solid. And they got I forgot they got they got Joe Kim Noah now too. Uh, he used to he used to he, is he off the marijuana? He's the extra body you can just have in there. Just uh um take some files for you, rough up um AD a little bit, and then send him back to the bench for real. So he doesn't have to do much. And like you said, you got Morris. So Kawhi wouldn't even have to stick LeBron most of the time because you can put Morris on him and just reserve um, Kawhi's energy for the offensive side of the court. So they got they got versatile players who, to the point where they don't even have to put Kawhi on LeBron the whole game. Um, of course, I'm not saying Morris is going to completely stop LeBron, but he can take a little bit of load off um, for Kawhi. That way Kawhi can just focus on offense. Um, but... Yeah, like I don't know who's gonna stick Paul George. Um, I don't know who's gonna stick. Who's Paul George? Because Paul George is probably gonna try and double team AD because Montrezl can't go out AD alone. 
probably. And I don't know who's sticking Lou Will off the bench, off the Lakers bench. Um, Lou Will, you, you let Lou Will do what Lou Will wants I'm to not, do. I don't even know why the Lakers didn't get Jamal Crawford. That's a whole different story. Because Jamal Crawford out there, he's just chilling, waiting yeah. for somebody to pick him up. And they... Cause you know how he come, he come off the bench like Lou Will come off the bench. You feel me? And he he do his thing. So everybody like it. Why the Lakers not picking him up? I think it's just cause he old man. He thirty seven man. But he's thirty seven. He's Lakers. a bench player though. He not he's not he he don't need to spend that much energy. You bring him off the bench for what twelve minutes like a game. He he can give you production, man. Be- just based on who they have now off the bench. The Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers, man. A lot of bad things happened to the Lakers this year, man. <laughs> because if DeMarcus Cousins was healthy, yeah. maybe this when would be a whole different conversation. He healthy? Um, I mean, I mean, hurt like every year. Man. I was watching all the Smoke um, podcasts, and he was just talking about how he got hurt, and it was crazy. He was like, he went, he just went to do a pickup game, and he literally got hurt on the last play of the game. That's just bad luck right there, like. Well, get like hurt on the last play off the pickup game. Like you about to be done and dip, and you just got hurt. Um, so he he got some bad luck, man. For real, for real. Okay, that's good. Line. Now you stay off my. <laughs> but now let's talk about a United team right quick to wrap it up. But you think they're gonna get Sancho? Hopefully we get Sancho. It looks like I, I don't hear any like I don't see reports of that like it's like a race. It's kind of looking like Emmanuel is where he wants to go. Hopefully we close out on a deal and we we get him effectively. And you know, I think for Manu, what we need to really Manu's looking towards the future, which is is good. You know, trying to get some young loyal players play fast. But I think Manu, we also need to. We we we, we kind of have to force the gun a little bit and try and like get one or two big signings, like really big signings, like some some players who got some experience. The Bruno, Bruno Fernandez pickup was really great. It really flipped things around. Uh, I definitely want us to sell Pogba also. You know what I mean? Wait wait what? So I want I want you to sell Pogba Why? because I I respect and him so as a player. I respect him as a player, and I want him to go free. I don't think he's happy. So if he wants to go to Juve, PSG, or even Real Madrid, we're not wanting. Let's, we're not let's wanting. Let right. He can stay. He can stay there. He can stay there. <laughs> One hand, then come. He can stay. No, we didn't let him go. Ah, uh, so y'all keep him now. Ooh, y'all yeah, keep you. him now. We don't want. Yeah, we don't want. Maybe Juve want him, but we don't want him no more. Bro, if y'all get that though, but I think he should go to PSG. I think him. I think all the French players should just go to PSG. Do like how Bayern does. Everybody for the national team. Because they got a chance to repeat in the next, what, two years? France can win it back. You mean, run it back you mean and win again. African players should go to PSG? Okay, that's a whole different story. Uh, Angry. All the Africans are right? one. <laughs> all the African players should go to PSG. Got it. Because that's what Pogba and them are. But not. And shout out that bit. <laughs> but now I think. Um, But uh, my bad. I think um, Sancho should definitely. Um, I think he should go to to Chelsea, but that's me. So I'm not even gonna. <laughs> if I knew I was about to say this on this podcast, I wouldn't have done this podcast. <laughs> I think a man should go to Chelsea. Why? Because I feel like Chelsea has a better chance to win. Chelsea 
is probably most definitely going to be in the Champions League next year. Unlike United, might not be in the Champions League next year. Um, why would he leave Dortmund? Why would yeah. he leave Dortmund to go play in the Europa League? That's. But then again, he's. In- what is Dortmund going to do? But, no, let's I mean, answer I'm that saying, question. If you if you're playing at Dortmund and you're playing in the Champions League, why leave that to go? Just to get out. I mean, if you United not even in there, so they can't even talk. Uh, but you, 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 I'd rather be a man you player doing something than. I'm, uh, I'm, I was gonna say, if, I, I will understand it. him going to United because he's English. A lot of English players want to play for United, kind of, maybe I think. Um, <laughs> so I will understand him wanting to play in England, period, because he's English. Um, so I will understand um, if if he went there for that reason. But other than that. I can't really see why he would choose United over his other options like Chelsea or even staying. I don't. I don't see what's the advantage of him choosing United over Chelsea. The advantages are he can grow his brand bigger. United's bigger than Chelsea. Let's they put are. that out there. Other advantages are he can play with a young squad. Chelsea's I mean, young. Chelsea's young yeah. Too, so yeah, he, that's not an advantage. Chelsea is though. young also. They're both equally as young. Um, you get to play uh, with. Uh, I don't know. I just feel man, you would be a better fit for you. You just said man, you'd be better fit for him because you man, you fan. All right, bye. You don't have to. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. You said the advantages. You need one, one, one advantage. That was it. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, man. <laughs> The advantages are the potential. The upside is greater, man. The upside is greater, man. The young, man U squad is, is, is when it comes together, you'll see something, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if if it comes together, you're right. But I'm just when it I'm comes just, together, I'm not just if, pointing out the people, man. Together. I think Sancho should go to Chelsea because I think Chelsea is going to win the league next year. But that's a whole different show. Over Liverpool, I, I, yeah, man. Yeah, man, I think so because I think Liverpool is going to lose uh, one of those wingers this offseason. A lot of people are not considering that. And if they, if they lose one of them, that ruins their whole game plan attacking-wise, man. Even Especially if they lose, only, lose Mane, that's a whole different rap. If they lose Mane, that's their team. That's that's it. Like, that's it. But who – let me say, which one of their players does Real Madrid want to buy? Because that's the only way somebody <laughs> will leave that squad. <laughs> So which uh, one of the players will make I mean, if we, had, we, if we had to pick, we'll pick money, but we're not we're not buying money, bro. So they're good. They can sleep. They can sleep. We're not buying money. But I, I'm also hearing rumbles that they're looking at Sancho. I, Liverpool is. I'm, hey, just, I'm just saying, bro. Man, like Newcastle get approved for that sale, man. I can see them trying to come and scoop Salah, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm. I'm just yeah. saying, man. It's not out of the possibility. So. Liverpool got to make sure they keep their their squad intact this offseason. I think that will be very important for them next year. If they do, then I, I, I still think they're the favorites. But if they lose one of those key players, man, um, it can mess everything up. And, and we got to take, God forbid, injuries into consideration too, man. Because mm-hmm. they were one of the healthiest team this year. Like, none of the star players were really hurt. So that's a whole nother thing you got to consider. I will say this though about about Liverpool, man. We got to give Jurgen Klopp some credit, sure. man. Jurgen Klopp is an amazing manager, sure. man, and he's definitely even if they do lose somebody, yeah, he he, I think he he'll be able to make something happen for sure, for sure. But man, man, thank you, man. That's um, that was that was great. Thank you for coming on today, bro. Let the people know um, 
Your yes, ass. <laughs> man, let the people know your social media and know that man how to reach you by. Got it, man. I'm not on social media at the moment. When I, I come back, I will tell you to tell you. I will, the second interview, we're doing part two, and I will tell you. I will tell you. But look, who said we're doing part two? Uh, you tell. I don't, bye. I don't want to be on here again. You said, man. <laughs> uh, before I go, I just want to tell everybody, please, uh, read some, read more. Get off social media as much. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna send you that book recommendation. Y'all, please check out that book because. Definitely, I think the thing that we haven't, we've underestimated throughout the coronavirus, George Floyd, sports, everything that we underestimate its effect on everything is the power of social media, you know, and I think that's really been the thing to amplify everything on all sides but thank you for having me on bro i appreciate it nah no problem bro thank you for coming on and um thank you guys for tuning in to another episode hope you guys um stay safe um stay blessed she know we're gonna mess up what's (laughs) all right guys all right guys y'all be easy